Welcome to Solomon's Knot, finding truth and wisdom in an information age. Today's guest is Harold Silva. Harold is a first-generation college student majoring in biology with an interest in apologetics and political activism. Harold has diverse interests and opinions, including insights into reaching Gen Z students with the gospel. Without further ado, let's get to our show. Okay, hi, I'm uh, Harold Silva-Pontate. I'm a Peruvian American, first-generation Latino that's studying biology at University of North Carolina at Greensboro, UNCG. Really cool. So why did you choose that major, Harold? It was more like a family tradition because my dad uh, was also in the biology major. And when I was looking for majors at PIG, um, I found this one specifically genetics, which I enjoyed. And I thought, well, I, I might I might try to take a, take a major in this one. So right now, I'm, my current plan is like to get the undergraduate degree in biology, then from there to expand to the genetics mastering degree. Hmm. It's a lot to study. Um, I'm curious on the biology, you know, what worldview context are you studying it from? Basically, every school has been basically the same. The whole Big Bang evolution ideology. Hmm. Do you see this coming up in conversations in the classroom? Is it, or is it subtle? It's like another one of those like, okay, next unit evolution. Hmm. I know like in like next semester, I have to take a class about evolution, which is going to be like purely about evolution for my degree. Hmm. So it'll be interesting. Interesting. Uh, do you hold to that worldview orientation or do you hold to another worldview orientation in terms of man's origin or meaning or destiny? Yeah, I don't believe in evolution or the Big Bang Theory or mm. that the universe came from nothing. I am, a, I believe more in, I'm more of a young earth creationist person mm. that I believe in the mm. creation that the earth was created in seven days, mm. a few thousand years ago. That's really interesting because uh, I believe there's a, a popular debate um, among uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, and uh, the creationist, I believe his name was Ken Ham. This, a lot of these issues got brought up. It almost seemed like the lines were really blurry. How do you handle truth claims like that? And then how do they make sense in the context of life sciences or biology or archaeology, things like that? How do, how do you actually filter that through the lens of, you know, practical science oh well um me personally i have not seen the bill knight camp hand debate the only thing i know about it is that like Ham got memed pretty hard there were people saying that bill knight won that or something but mm -hmm. like when it comes to archaeology and history and how i look at through science i only look at the science of it when it's needed to be because mm -hmm. not everything is science in the world a lot mm -hmm. of things are science the science is important but at the same time mm -hmm. There are other things like there are more spiritual or complicated than just simply science, whether it's biology or anatomy. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a really good point. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you're already starting to, to look at these issues in the context of your, your studies and your own beliefs. So uh, and that leads into the next question. You know, how do you actually go about discovering truth or uh, searching for evidence or answers, uh, especially in light of your, of your degree plan? Yeah, science is like a big aspect of almost everything in this world and the universe and life. However, it comes to like things that are like really, really important in the um, spiritual realm. That that kind of thing science truly can't answer. It's going to only be for like the Holy Bible. So hmm. uh, yeah, lately I've been trying to spend some time reading the Bible to uh, help hmm. me learn our spiritual life. So do you believe that the Bible is an authoritative source on things in nature? Like, does it adequately explain continental drift, slow-moving processes in nature? Genetic drift? Yeah, like, how, how do you, d does the Bible actually adequately explain that? Can people find answers and truth in the Bible? And where would you reference those scriptures, or where would you basically point people to? That's an interesting question, because, like, for more hmm. specifically genetic drift, that's, that's the kind of things that you look at, you look 
towards a science. For me, mm-hmm. the Bible is mostly on how do you live your life and view the world, basically. Mm. Here's an argument that comes up a lot is that the Bible can't adequately address these. Therefore, it's really only meant as a source for moral and philosophical issues. It shouldn't be a, a authoritative source on formation of the earth, the cosmos, process in which human beings and, and advanced complex species had come to fruition. Therefore, evolutionary theory wins because it actually attempts to adequately address these things. And fortunately, that has become the de facto response, even among Christians. You know, they just, they use almost those same truth claims and from science and the scientific worldview as as if they're complementary and oftentimes they're they're not they're in opposition to and so like here's an example from if you go romans chapter one since and this is verse 19 since what would what we may be known about god is plain to them because god has made it plain to them for since the creation of the world god's invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse so how how is it that we can't go to the scripture and clearly see that god whether the, i mean the first three chapters of genesis is, I believe is an authoritative source that was accepted for thousands of years. So how is it that only within the last three or four centuries that that somehow isn't the case anymore? Like, how would you explain that? I don't know. Basically, like, from, from what like, the first part I heard, um, mm-hmm. just because the Bible doesn't talk about it, it doesn't mean what mm-hmm. it says about it is false or anything mm-hmm. like that. But the main thing it's about is about Christ's death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. And in order, to, in order for us to truly understand the philosophy, the morality, mm-hmm. the spirit, and the spiritual realm of, of Christ's mm-hmm. death and resurrection, we need to also mm-hmm. understand the history of it, why it's mm-hmm. so important. And everything in the universe's history has led up to the mm-hmm. death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And that's why really good. God, wow. God felt the success uh, needed mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. notify Moses on how the world was made. Mm. I'm blown away, man. Jeez. Well, let me ask you this, though. How have you come to know that revelation? I guess life and mm. personal studies show that because I know I wasn't taught that. Because, like, I'm I'm not raised in, like, you know, the most ultra-Christian home or anything like that. I've mm. been given a free will in my own home. And in school, I've mostly been taught evolution. So, mm. yeah. Interesting. The thing Interesting. is, like, yeah, I know, like, so many Christians are, like, scared when they hear that their kids are being taught evolution. Like, for me, I've been taught evolution since day one. I know I know evolution. I know how it works. But I just simply reject it. So when I hear, like, Christians say they believe in evolution and all that, some people would say, um, say, well, maybe they're fake Christians. For me, I want to go that far simply because even if evolution and, and old Earth theory is right, that doesn't debunk the Bible simply because, mm. like, the only thing that can truly debunk Christianity for good is if the resurrection of Christ was false. If it mm. if it was false, there's no mm. no point yeah. being a Christian. But but if evidence is true, might as well just move on and just yeah. continue yeah. praising the Lord. That's really good insight. That's really good. I, I learned that even at a, you know a graduate level from people like Dr. Berg, who I just recently interviewed, and and others and. Uh, by the way, you know, if, if anyone listening to this needs resources or questions or by all means, please go to four campus, the number four campus.org slash questions. There's some top questions there that students address, whether, whether the Bible's reliable, whether, why there's injustice in the world, LGBTQA questions, a number of different issues that come up, social justice. We believe that the Bible is adequate in addressing all those and that it's consistent and logical and it continues to uh, be an authoritative source, even in postmodern culture that seems to have a lot of fluidity and relativism when it comes to issues like this. Now, moving back to the uh, the segment, I had a quick question. Uh, 
it seems like even in scientific or political or ethical circles, it seems like more it's about whether or not God is real or whether or not that that is a construction or an, an illusion of some kind. Uh, like, you know, you've seen The Matrix, you've seen other, which are borrowing a lot from Eastern mysticism and, you know, Hinduism, and various uh, worldviews that aren't in line with the theistic in which Judeo-Christian uh, values stem from. How, would, how do you reconcile some of those issues in light of your own beliefs and what you're learning uh, as you're going through uh, your education? It's simply that for me, when it comes to like personal issues or like issues on the uh, LBGTQ plus or the political issues, I simply go for like a mode of uh, sola scriptura, Bible alone, scripture alone, because wow. um, I, I do believe that like, I do have like a personal foundational belief in myself that like, if the world got rid of like all religious mm. prejudice and mm. all different kinds of pushback or like personal hate or, and they just focus solely on God and his word and his mm. love, the world would be a better place. Interesting. What's of note is that the truth of the Bible or the truth claims the Bible makes are being pegged now by the popular culture or, um, you know, various political or ideological heads as hate speech. And that's interesting because anything else that seems to be addressed or that can be uh, allowed to operate on various social media platforms isn't brought under nearly as much scrutiny. It, it almost begs the question, if tolerance is truly tolerance, why is it that everything else seems to be okay, whether it's pedophilia, whether it's gender or sexual orientation supportive groups, but why is it that the truth of the Bible or the biblical worldview seems to be separate? More specifically, like critical race theory as well? Perfect, perfect. Yeah, example. Perfect example. In that critical race theory seem to be acceptable, whereas the truth claims of the Bible do not. And what is the, what is the justification for that, you think? Well, I don't know enough of, about critical race theory, except for the fact that it has a giant backlash from conservatives and but like of all those things, like overall, everything you ask, you could just simplify it down to the ways of the world and just being against the ways of God. Because mm. like this current universe, planet Earth is kind of like um, sin is everywhere in this world. Mm. But guess now I just have to do something about it. If Unless, mm. unless I'm just going to sit down, be a keyboard warrior and complain all day. I think like mm. the mo that's not going to help anyone. I think the most helpful thing you could do is once look at yourself in the mirror and look at... Mm where you can change in your life to make the world more Christ-like. Also, high amounts of prayer and simple, simply just having a civil discussion with someone you disagree with and sharing the gospel. How do you, um, how do you encourage people to do that, whether it's to pray or to uh, spend time with God and, and the Word? Um, there might be people even listening to this that are uh, various stages in their relationship with God or even people that are just kind of in dry seasons. Like, how, how do you find that that rest in god tiny it was an easy process but like i think like the main thing i would say to other people is like you're never gonna like truly learn something from god if you don't take take the time to uh hear from him like the, the main way you actually get something from life is like when you like take the leap of faith or fixing your own mindset like sometimes i i don't even feel motivated to uh read the bible but i just gotta push myself because i know that's mm. probably what i need mm. especially in like times like now no, that's good. That's good. So what is your plans after school? Um, have you already thought about what direction you want to go in your career and life? That's like one of those things where like I have plans, but at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, but at the same time, I want to hear from God and have him tell mm. me 
what he mm. wants from me before I do anything mm. too drastic. The only thing I know for sure is that after undergrad, I get, I'll go like I'll go get like a master's or something like that. From mm. there, I'll probably mm. get a job. That's mm. about the only thing I know for sure. Yeah, you know, it, I I definitely hear uh, some zeal. There's definitely uh, an apologist in you. You've answered well on some of these questions. I probably better than I I could because I think that there's certain things that you've maybe wrestled with in the past or things that you've Ooh, been settled you. on. Yeah, like I'm really impressed. Like I just see a lot of maturity and a lot of growth. Sometimes, man, I learn a lot from students. Yeah, there is a lot of like people who are who are trying who are like waking up to the truth of the gospel. But at the same time, there's also mm-hmm. like a lot of um, people who are better at hiding their ancientness than they were before. I mean, especially mm-hmm. with COVID, you don't even know what's mm-hmm. going on in like person next mm-hmm. door because because you're all on lockdown. So like, I think like the main advice, mm-hmm. look out for each other and trust God and mm-hmm. be there for, for every person around you. Even if people you hate, just pray for them and mm-hmm. pray for the others you love too. Mm-hmm. And those in between. Wow. How does that look practically on the college campus? Are, are you involved with any campus ministries? Yes. Okay. I am in like extracurricular honor societies and um, mm-hmm. ministries as well on the campus. It sounds like you're, you're wanting to look for opportunities to share your faith without necessarily, you know, putting, putting someone else at risk or violating their, their space, you know, it's kind of important, you know, um, do you see more people like wanting connection? Like I know for so many people who are, who go out almost every day, just thing kind of like took a toll on them. If only these people knew the joy of the Lord and of the gospel. Mm-hmm. It, it, they all be okay. This whole COVID outbreak kind of did show a lot of people's true colors. Are you ready for what's to come next? Uh, were you just going through the emotions the whole time? What were you really doing your whole life? Because I know like when, it was, when everyone's getting locked down, I read statistics saying due to lockdown, divorce rates have skyrocketed. And I'm here thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, that should not be blaming to the lockdown. That The blame that goes to the human heart. Because yeah, that just shows how much good. humanity yeah. has forgotten the sacredness of marriage and how yeah. much humanity have forgotten that yeah that's good yeah that's actually um that is definitely an issue um culturally um i believe like even like like pornography site usage went up like skyrocketed during that time like and this seems like it seems like you have a burden to share the gospel with people and i would say man like trust in that like maybe for you to become more social so that you can develop the faith and the confidence to voice you know clarity and uh, a message but i think the fact that you have a call to share and defend the scripture maybe that's what's going to be what challenges you to step outside your comfort zone and to reach across and maybe those are the kinds of people that you develop relationships with so you're an undergrad student physically in residence you're on the campus what do you see Basically, what I saw in high school. Um, at first, I thought college was going to be hell, but nah, it was. It's fine. It's actually not that bad. I just see a lot of people. There are plenty of people who are just trying to study. There are also also like a lot of people who are responsible for COVID. Like I've seen a lot of that in my campus, so I'm happy with that. That's why my school has been able to go a whole semester without locking down. And honestly, it's just everyone who needs Christ. That's literally whether they're just doing their own errors or they're actually following Christ. It's just it's all I see in, in, in the school. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because uh, I believe at one point, the majority of these schools, uh, at least the uh, uh, the Ivy League schools, I'm sure a number of these, uh, these older institutions... Uh, 
they were originally seminaries. Like there were, there were schools to train ministers and, you know, missionaries and people going into uh, ministry in the church. And a lot of that changed obviously because of the culture, because of different ideals and, you know, politics and, you know, but it, it, it's like today, the universities, they seem to be the, the intellectual breeding grounds for the kinds of changes that we see in society. Like it's the, where the worldview uh, narratives are, are, are created, generated and, and propagated. I was told that from like, you know, every, every, I was, I, I was hearing that so much from like my, from brothers and sisters and mm -hmm. People who were for finding it for refining it cultural. I heard that all the time. I also heard that like seventy percent of Christians who enter university leave mm -hmm. atheists. And I'm and the, mm -hmm. the first like I kind of got scared at going to university, and I was mm -hmm. doubting on whether I should go. Mm -hmm. But I took in a leap of faith. I tried, it and I was like, "Yep, yeah, it's not that bad." I realized that the seventy percent of Christians who leave atheists probably were—they were never really Christians to begin with. They were just mm. living their family, wow. the family wow. tradition, and and yeah. now that you know, now wow. that they're on their own, they show their true colors. That's a really so, good observation. I've noticed that too. That's so like wow. the whole thing of everyone saying that the college is the breeding ground for woke ideology and all that. It's not the school's fault. So mm. it's, so it's not really a, a college problem, more of a public school problem. And mm. even then, it's kind of like it's a culture. Well, yeah, it's the culture. I've learned to uh, hear that, mm. observe what's biblical, know what's what's, what's not, and, and mm. why it's not. And I do my best to live on like Christ. And I realize ultimately it's always a matter of choice, no matter what it is. Yeah, interesting. Good, good perspectives. What advice would you have for young people, particularly Christians, entering in colleges? And how would you encourage them to maybe even continue in their walk with Christ? So for any brother or sister or just someone of a different ideology than what the wokeness or like the, what the conservative campus, my advice to you would just simply be stay true to who you are, seek the Lord consistently, always strive to honor him, and you'll be fine. Um, what have you found to be helpful in encouraging you in the faith and keeping you uh, grounded in community during your college years? When I realized, like, a lot of time I, you know, I haven't been reading the Bible because I've been focused. I got distracted. I was focusing on the schoolwork. But what has helped me a lot was I've got myself into Christian clubs and ministries. And I've also mm. found a local church um, in the same city that I'm in mm. that I can go to. And so, that was a big step. Yeah, because I remember before you left, actually, you were a little little nervous that you wouldn't find uh the right community and you were kind of like how how did you how did you navigate yeah, that like, was practically part of, that was, right that was um that was part of the whole entire you know they're, you're, mm. they're going to come after you for your for your views you're going to lose your faith mm. that was part of the whole fear mm. that there's been there's like hundreds of resources you can go through online it's just like a matter mm. of looking for me mm. after the church i found mm. i just looked up church near round math and, and google it and google it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Basically, Google. Oh, for me, I just Ecosia. I use Ecosia because it plants trees and, and is not. <laughs> and it's, we'll po we'll post a link in the show notes for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, I just like looked up for like the church church near me, and I just looked up. Okay, I don't believe in Catholicism. No Catholic. Uh, this church. Oh, interesting. Let me just go through it and read and read it oh wait the address is too far okay i'll find another one and mm. there you go i just went to every website i just went to like also like their mm. statement of faiths and their mm. beliefs and where mm. i that's where i read mm. what Man, they i'll tell you i just 
Yeah, and that's what I've learned. Well, that's what I need to do. And then I like sent a message to the church. I was, what time do you mean? I'm interested in joining. They gave me the time and all that. I went in and I determined, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, this is not only a good fit, this is a this is better than the church I'm in and, and carry oh because of community. There's more people my age, some people that I can talk to more, you know, one-on-one. You know, this church, I this is better off in, like, learning the word. It's so focused on, like, most of the worship isn't, isn't contemporary. It's all hymns, and I, I love that. So, like, mm. this was, like, the best fit for me that God could have mm. given me, and I'm mm. grateful. And when it comes to, like, finding a community in school, for my school, they have, like, a... Uh, Foreign connect thing where you meet people on group me and get to know them and then you just meet up with them and yes i have met good friends with that i've also you know met people that i've cared about on on my zoom classes and also like i went to the websites and i looked for like christian clubs or or other extracurricular activities to join and i found that too and i found you know those communities and like one of them i i i have to say thank you because like this one i've like really enjoyed i'm really happy to be part of it campus crew i would recommend it if it's in your school join it it's really campus good for thank you so much for recommending it uh jason Oh, no, welcome. Yeah, uh, I'll well, I'll post a link to their, just their main website. They're a really good, they're a really good group. I can tell you that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so yeah, last, last question here. Um, what piece of advice or wisdom can you impart to our listeners? Maybe it's something that, you know, a, a family relative told you or a piece of scripture, something that uh, has helped you, whether it's discover truth or whether it's just to kind of you know, get through difficult times. Uh, what, what do you want to say? Most for the most part, um, the majority of what you ask could be summed up with don't take the word of every person you hear. Look, look at mm. things yourself mm. and and be sure to um, have an open mind when you do it, to make up your own mm. mind. And for everything else you ask, I think it will all just be narrowed down to uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. And, and in all ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Amazing. Yeah, I love that verse. Um, I definitely agree that, you know, we have to approach any issue of truth with a curiosity and also a pursuit just to trust in god it's actually to take steps of faith and i believe there's another scripture in proverbs that says you know man's heart plans his ways but the lord establishes his steps and so it's often when we start taking steps of faith without knowing what the next uh, that god shows up in amazing and unexpected ways maybe better ways than we had planned and i'll give an example so recently i, I met someone at uh, starbucks and she told me about her church but i, I wanted to just like look at one of their sermons i kind of like you know the teachings were good i read their statement of faith i was like oh this is really neat and i'm you know planning to work out here in the near future so i'm just kind of looking and what's interesting is dude guess who i saw at this church sydney johnson sydney Sydney was at that church and I literally saw his Bible on the table, said his name on there. And it was like, I know this guy. And then I look over and he's there and he's like, oh man, that's so crazy. Like, how did you hear about this? Like, it was, it was really cool how that went down. And I think what it was is it was a, um, I think that was a sign. Okay. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, thank you for your time. Uh, I really, if you guys have questions for Harold, you want to drop a comment in, you know, in the comment section, there'll be some links to some of the resources he recommended in there. And yeah, reach out through 4K.
campus. If you guys have any uh, questions or want to support any contributions that go to Ford Campus, go directly into students that we serve, whether it's supporting uh, some of their ministry work or even just taking them out for coffee and lunch and just hearing their voices. So uh, we thank you and we appreciate your time, Harold. And uh, we hope to see you again, man. Yeah, I hope to see you again too, man. God bless you. And thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome.